Hi there everyone, welcome to the weekly wrap. It is the week of the 22nd of January 2018. What's on the agenda for today? Well, we'll have a look at the shutdown in Washington, what it has meant for markets. We'll have a look at the latest GDP data coming out of China. And we'll also give you a brief update on what has been happening in France. Okay, Washington has once again been generating headlines for all the wrong reasons. The US government is now in shutdown, another sign of the dysfunction currently in US politics. The good news, however, is that markets are taking this shutdown in their stride. So why are markets not reacting more to this mess? For one, investors have been somewhat desensitized to shutdowns. They have been threatened continuously in recent years, while we even experienced one back in 2013, which markets, after an initial setback, digested relatively well. Furthermore, worth bearing in mind, it's not as though that the entire government and all of its agencies will be shut down. It is only non-essential services that will not open. So the police will be working, posts will be delivered, and airports will be functioning too. Thus, the overall economic impact should prove relatively limited. Another explanation for why markets are not overly concerned is that tax cuts have already been passed. And this was the key legislation that investors were looking for. If tax cuts had not been passed, then this shutdown could have more of an impact on investor sentiment. But luckily for investors, tax cuts are in the bag. Also underlying the current positivity in the markets is that corporate earnings are in a firm upswing. The ongoing earnings season is still young, but the initial results have proved very encouraging, with the major banks, for example, surpassing expectations. The bulk of sectors are likely to generate healthy sales and earnings growth, with only a few exceptions, such as telecoms, where some unique factors are at work. As we have noted in recent months, the global economy continues to motor on, looking as strong and broad-based since the financial crisis. And this, in turn, is helping sales, which is boosting earnings. In other words, even if the politics are currently far from ideal, the underlying economic situation continues to improve, meaning it will take more than a shutdown to bring these markets down. Right, moving on to China. Last week saw the release of the latest GDP figures, coming in at 6.9% for 2017. What to make of these numbers? Well, they are not too surprising. Let's bear in mind we saw large-scale stimulus started by Beijing back in 2016 in order to combat a deteriorating economic situation that we had back then. So they started boosting the property sector and also used infrastructure stimulus too. And this definitely achieved what it was supposed to, working to stabilize the Chinese economy. No surprise to see the GDP data then elevated. In fact, it is now the first time in seven years that we have seen an acceleration of growth in China. The key question, however, is whether this can be sustained this year. In our view, largely yes. We will likely see some moderation, but not much. So why do we have this sanguine view of Chinese growth? For one, we have supportive global conditions. Yes, the export sector is declining in importance for China, but still, healthy global demand is definitely a positive. The currency, the yuan, is also considerably cheaper than it was a number of years ago, which also means that we see less pressure 
less potential pressure on capital outflows. At the same time, producer prices remain elevated in China. What does this mean? It means domestic producers are getting reasonably high prices for their goods. Why has this happened? Well, as we just saw, demand has been stimulated by Beijing. But also, interestingly, what they have been doing is cutting excess capacity in a number of industries. Less supply, of course, helps raise prices. And the result of this has been that industrial profits have been in a strong uptrend, which in turn also helps employment and investment spending too. In a sense, there is a kind of virtuous circle underway in China. That means, on a cyclical basis at least, that the economy will be supported. Right. What are the investment implications that follow on from this analysis? Well, a stable China will be supportive of emerging markets in general. But Far Eastern equities, in particular, which is also our main overweight position in the equity space. Okay, last week we had a look at what is going on in Germany, where we also had more good news again on Sunday, as another grand coalition is a distinct possibility now. But let's have a brief look at the eurozone's second largest economy, namely France. How has it been doing under the Macron presidency? Well, it's been doing quite well on a cyclical basis. The French economy is motoring along nicely, moving from a pretty miserable one percent GDP growth range to over two percent. And what is encouraging here is that the construction sector is on the up, which is also quite important for French employment too. And looking at the leading indicators, the business surveys, they are all pointing in the right. Direction. So cyclically, France is doing well. What about progress on the structural reform front? Here we would note that things are getting done. For example, we have seen some pretty momentous labour market changes, such as decentralisation of labour bargaining, as well as a streamlining of the severance process. All of this is important because France suffers from an overly rigid labour market. On the fiscal front, progress has also been encouraging. The new government under Macron is committed to bringing down the size of the French state. Public spending growth is set to shrink considerably in the coming couple of years. What's happening in France then is encouraging, but does it mean anything for investors? Well, it does not change our neutral view on European equities. Because there is concern around a rising euro and what it does to large multinationals' earnings, but it does underscore our belief in the sustainability of this economic upturn in the eurozone. This, in turn, also means that those areas of the market more directly geared to this rising internal demand in Europe, such as the mid and small cap space, should continue to find favour. But that's it from me. Have a fantastic week ahead. Please go to nordiaprivatebanking.com/podcast-disclaimer to read a legal disclaimer applicable to this podcast. Mm-hmm.